So the sermon today is fairly short. It's 30. Okay. All right. Okay, so that's fairly easy bit to, to remember. If we go to the next slide, please. So uh, in Luke 3, 23a, it says this. Now, Jesus himself was about 30 years old when he began his ministry. So you think, well, why do you wait until he's 30? It's quite a long time, isn't it, when you think about it, for most of us, 30 years old. And there's lots of people talk about lots of different reasons why it was 30, and, you know, it's, well, he was uh, the, the oldest of the family, or the children, therefore. And, and you can look, lots of different great teachers give six, seven different reasons why it could be, etc., etc., etc. But actually, 30 comes up in the Bible quite a bit. We go to the next slide. So, David was 30 years old when he became king, and he reigned for 40 years, 2 Samuel 5, 4. Uh, this is an instruction given, count all the men from 30 to 50 years of age who come to serve in the work at the tent of meeting, Numbers 4, 3. So, you have to be 30 to serve the tent of meeting. And this is uh, Ezekiel, so in my 30th year, in the fourth month of the fifth day, while I was among the exiles by the Kiba River, the heavens were opened, and I saw visions of God. So Ezekiel, again, it was 30. Joseph was 30 years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from Pharaoh's presence and traveled throughout Egypt. That's Genesis 41, 46. So again, 30 comes up again. Not so good 30. Jesus was sold for 30 talents. So it comes up, so it comes up again as silver. So 30 is a fairly common number that comes up. I think it's probably something to do with, you know, when you're younger, there's certain things you don't learn about, do you? There's mm-hmm. certain things and you need a bit of maturity. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also obviously a thing that you have to be sort of 30 to have some sort of service in in, uh, in uh, the, the day of Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think 30 as well, when, once you get older, you do start to learn things. Now, one of the things that I used to do, which uh, when I was younger, mm-hmm. um, I used to play a lot of golf. Um, too old to do now, that's what I say. But one of the things we used to do is, um, so this is a, what's a driver. Okay. So obviously what you do is, I won't do it here, because you just swing it and hit, hit the ball. Okay. So what I need, uh, actually, Martin, you do, you'd be great. What I need to do yeah. is, I'm going to put a ball. <laughs> I want you to hold that in your mouth, lie down on the floor, yeah. and then I'll hit the plastic ball down. What I used to do 30 years ago, over 30 years ago in fact, was I would, uh, when I was playing golf, I I used to play golf down in a place in Hampshire, and we used to do things like we'd throw a golf ball from one green to the other at night, and we'd watch, we wouldn't know, there'd be five on one green, five on another, and you'd just stand there and wait for the golf ball to come down and hope it didn't hit you. Right. And I used to put that, mm-hmm. and we'd put a golf, the guy, my friend would stand there, and I'd swing through and hit the ball off the tee which was held in his mouth. Now, why wouldn't I do that now? <laughs> <laughs> I know my phones are beeping. I know better, don't I? Yeah, so we get to know things better. 30 is also a very special uh, number for me. If you go to the next slide. Okay. So, uh, 
30 years ago, Mon Monday was our 30th anniversary. <laughs> um, unfortunately, at the time, at the time that uh, we used to keep uh, a small little insect, which kept on sticking to my face, so I'm sorry, <laughs> apologise about that. Uh, but the, the caterpillar got taken away by a big bird, so it, it's, it's gone. Uh, but yeah, so uh, 30 years ago, we were married. Uh, if you go to the next slide, we went on honeymoon to San Diego. That was our plane that took us. Uh, you can see our dress sense was slightly different then. Um, that was all the right. Uh, and the next slide, and we stayed uh, in part of our holiday stay in America. We're very lucky. My parents lived in San Diego, um, so we. My dad also travelled a lot, a lot around America, so he actually picked up what they call air miles. Probably heard of them. So he got us free flights to San Diego. We we had their house for a week, and then they put us in this hotel. And uh, you can see the view that we had. We were pretty high up, so it gave us scare. But that, that was 30 years ago, and, uh, uh, and that's gone. Next slide. I want to talk about some things I think that helps, in, not in just in marriage, but in your spiritual walk. Um, because really, it doesn't matter if you're married or not married. There's things that you learn. Uh, spiritually. So next slide please. Okay, so there's a slight challenge. Uh, I need a, a volunteer. Completely ruined my illustration. <laughs> you can sit there now, I don't pull you up again. <laughs> Okay, we we'll ignore that point. <laughs> okay, next slide, please. Oh yeah, sorry. Put in my pocket for now. Okay, it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. That's Hebrews 12, 1-2. Sin is something that really does not help us in our walk of life. And really, we're told often and throughout Scripture get rid of it because it does you know i know for me uh some of the things in my character that come up we, we sometimes can think of oh i've dealt with that now mm. gotta tell you through life you will see sin cropping up in your life time and time and time again sometimes you won't see it because you're blinded from it sometimes it's because you think you're perfect sometimes it's because you haven't been tested to that point. Mm -hmm. now, I've said this before that uh, I used to think before I got married I was the most patient person in the world. I thought there wasn't any more person more patient than me in the world. Me too. Couldn't see it. You too? Yeah, I know. I know. So, see, there you go. So anyone else thought they were patient when they were younger? Yeah, yeah we all thought we were really patient. Yeah, Chris did. Even Chris did. Anyway. <laughs> We, we always thought that we were patient, uh, and I thought I was patient, then I got married, and then it's like, hang on, what's going on here, this, is this person is very different to me, you know, I can always remember 
uh, first time I did something really bad, not that, you know, really bad, not just bad, that upset Claire, and she was crying. And I thought, what's happened here? <laughs> what was she crying for? <laughs> you know, what have I done? I couldn't see it, and it took a while to see, you know, the patients. And it was just, at that time, I wasn't particularly patient, but I revealed I could see it. And then we had children. Oh, 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 oh. Talk about patience, especially when they were a baby, you know. When you're left, you know, as a, as a man being left with this thing with a big boo bag on it. <laughs> and then it starts crying and crying and crying, you know. It's like, <laughs> I could feel the lack of patience in myself. And, you know, it's, it's these things that you learn over time, but you need to you need to deal with it. When you see it, mm-hmm. start dealing with it. Don't leave it. No. Um, next slide, please. This is from Romans six six. We know that our old self was crucified with him, so the body ruled by sin might be done away with. That we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now, for some of us. Um, we had sin issues that we had to deal with before we became a Christian. And there were things that would stop us functioning properly as a Christian. You don't want them to come back. And it's continuing to fight those things off. You know, deal with that. Become more patient. Become one of the nicest things that uh, happened uh, fairly recently with my son Alex. Unfortunately, he's not here. He had a little accident. Um, Walter was talking about accidents that happen and things that happen and your life gets disrupted. And so Alex has got, uh, he's got a bit of a poisonous finger from, uh, he cut his nails to help him climbing and mm-hmm. he's then created something that's, uh, that, so he was getting some treatment this morning. But it's nothing big, just antibiotics. Um, but things, you know, things happen, don't they, that, that put you off. But, um, you know, our, our journey, our life, what was meant to happen with that example there mm-hmm. was it was meant to be harder carrying the two bags well. <laughs> and putting it in. Because generally it is. Yeah. And you, if, you, if you take baggage with you throughout your Christian life, mm-hmm. it slows you down. Yeah. It hurts you. It distracts you. Um, it's best to get rid of those things, get them away from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's always just be serious about dealing with sin. Don't let it just pester that sit there you know but one of the things that alex did say to me recently um was oh it's been um it's been great really last few years because uh you you know you're you're easier to come to and talk to oh. and it was like oh <laughs> there's a good side <laughs> and there's also a bad side <laughs> so i wasn't <laughs> three years ago but uh it's interesting how you know through god you can change these things. You know, your patience can change. Things that used to uh, be things that would rattle me or upset me. You know, like today, okay, I've had to borrow Roy's watch because um, I left mine at home and I left my my favourite little pocket Bible. I'm always in my back left hand pocket. It's not there. I left that as well. So there's lots of things that can sort of distract you, and there's things that can upset you that you should grow through, and, and they no longer be a problem. Um, I know uh, that uh, myself and Claire have been through things. I've done things that got upset about things that maybe I shouldn't have. And I, we have, <coughs> I think it was a while back. I bought uh, normally I would buy Claire not expensive earrings and like that, but special occasions I bought bought her a 
special set of earrings. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, at some point, she lost one of them, and therefore I was a little upset. I was like, oh, how much those cost? <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, so, come forward, 30th mm-hmm. anniversary. What's the 30th anniversary? Mm-hmm. Earrings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're there. But what, what is it? <laughs> no. Pearl. Someone said it, yeah. So I thought, you know what? 30th anniversary. Doesn't happen often. Happens every 30 years. <laughs> so I got there. I went into the shop. And this is, this is no, no lie. I was talking to the shopkeeper. And she was bringing out all these pearl earrings. I said, well, I don't want it too expensive because, yeah, you know, I, I want to spend a bit of money. But not too expensive because you wouldn't believe this, but my wife lost her earrings <laughs> first, uh, first time. Da, 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 da. So, anyhow, I've got pearl uh, earrings. Anyhow, there was a bit of quietness. And Alex said, do you know what Monday did you earring this week? So I gave it to Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, anyhow, Claire had lost the earring. <laughs> <laughs> anyhow. She found it, or the, Jonathan found it, it was in the dog's mouth. <laughs> so, uh, anyhow, so one of her earrings now has a nice big bend on it, and the, 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 the pearl's not quite as shiny, because it's got like a tooth mark. <laughs> so anyhow, at least the dog didn't swallow it, because it would have been hard to get hold of them. Anyhow. So, but... You know, these things happen, and they're not worth worrying about. You know, it's, it's part and parcel of life. Let's not worry about those things. Right, another challenge. I want to talk about something called humility, uh, which I think really helps us uh, in life. Uh, in Philippians 2.3, it says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. And then also in Philippians 2.8, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Talking about Jesus here, obviously. Um, you know, humility is so important to be able to help us. Why, why do you think some of the uh, areas that humility helps us in? Let me just have, put it out. How does humility help? You get to learn. You're being so humble, you're not answering. <laughs> yeah, very good. Anything else? Yeah, learning. Learning, yeah. Yeah, listening to other person. Yeah, anything else? Yeah. Yeah. There's another side to the um, discussion to the other person's point of view. Very good. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of things. Learning, wisdom. Uh, I think one of the other things is if you've got humility, you don't require justice. Mm. And one of the things that hurts us a lot in Christianity is, that's not fair, that's not right. Yeah. Look what this person's done to me in the church. Or look what... mm. If you have humility, you can have empathy, yeah. and therefore you can understand where the other person's coming from, and you may be not so judgmental mm. on it. Um, a lot of things I, I've dealt with uh, in the recent church sort of situations has been all to do with that. Mm. Lack of humility, lack of wanting to... Um, to learn, wanting justice uh, dealing with a brother who he says well this isn't right I must have justice otherwise I'm going to leave the church what on earth are you talking about I'm going to leave the church because I haven't got justice 
Where has that come from? You've completely ignored what the scriptures are, what Jesus wants us to work to. He didn't sacrifice himself on the cross for nothing. Uh, there was a reason he did it for us. Um, probably some of the people that we uh, think about not being humble. Next slide, please. The Pharisees. Uh, in Matthew twenty-three, twenty-three, it says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You know, not all the Pharisees, obviously, in time written in the, in the Bible, were, you know, wicked, evil sort of people. But he was making a point that basically they got so caught up in their religious life that they're forgetting some of the fundamentals, some of the important things. And, and Jesus brought those about. Uh, Nicodemus, obviously, he, was, he wasn't so bad. He, he was listening a bit more. And uh, I think the Pharisees actually warned about Herod wanted to kill um, people. So, you know, th- 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 there are bits. Next bit, please. Book of Luke um, has a few scriptures on Pharisee. If you look at, and we won't go into the, all the detail, if you just write notes down, uh, Luke 11.43, they love the position. They love to be seen as a Pharisee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke 15.2, they didn't really want to eat with sinners. Mm-hmm. Luke 16.14, loved money. Luke 18.11, they were better than others. And Luke 18, 9, confident in their own righteousness. Now, now we look at the Pharisees, yeah, that's the Pharisees. And we always talk about Pharisees like, yeah. But how close can we get to that? How close can we get if we don't have humility in our hearts? You know, um, how often do we think, actually, maybe I could be wrong? We tend to think we're right. We tend not to think, well, let me just think this through. Let me just work this out mm-hmm. and we can close, close our eye uh, close our ears to good advice um, mm-hmm. so it's just something to think about you know what are some of the things we can actually learn from the pharisees how much am i like a, a pharisee um and you know i've seen over time that people because they've lost their position have left the church mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. you know um we had some very funny, odd things in the church in the early days. And mm-hmm. I think so. I was talking about some of those funny things that would go on. But there were certain things that uh, um, uh, to, to be a leader in our church in the old days used to be quite funny, really, because mm-hmm. uh, you were certain expectations, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I always remember one of them, I had evangelists come to me and say, well, we were, we were having these three meetings on a Sunday. Uh, there's a group, there's obviously the normal church meeting and then there's a meeting where we get all the, uh, the leaders of the church together and there's another group where we all talk about our life so there's about three, four things on a Sunday mm-hmm. um, and you, you haven't attended one of them, I said well yeah it's got other things, well if you can't attend or attend them then you can't be a leader in the church mm-hmm. okay fine mm-hmm. easy solution isn't it <laughs> <laughs> it's not difficult is it it's not you know it's not science to work out what you do in that situation <laughs> no okay fine interesting thing was at the time uh, when when we decided just said we'd do that no one came to ask us any advice any longer 
Mm. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So it's all we as a church, as a fellowship, mm. can sometimes only want to seek advice off, to, off certain people. Yeah. Yeah. The brother and sister sitting next to you could probably give you just as good advice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We are all the same. Yeah. Leadership is not a position. Leadership is service. Serving others, serving the church, serving God. That's what leadership is. And we're lucky. We're lucky since, uh, you know, we, we've seen that change um, in uh, all the evangelists and people we've had. They've served us and served us well. So we, we've been lucky. They've not been perfect, funny enough. I'm not perfect. Are you perfect? No. Good, we're all the same then. I knew we were all the same. Okay, next uh, slide, please. Okay, challenge. That's actually a picture of me. Um, a long time ago. Seen my dress since then? Yeah. Oh, so I bet you, I bet you're envious now. We're not talking about envy, but we're not going to talk about envy today, but, uh, oh dear, I tell you, look at that, you see that all dressed and ready for call cool, yet. Yeah. I must go out and buy one of those very shortly. Anyhow. Alright, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs, love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. 1 Corinthians 13, 4-7. I'm going to do a little challenge, but let me just say that love like that... Uh, is so important. Yeah. In marriage, I've been blessed to have Claire uh, as my wife and supporter for 30 years, mm-hmm. and she's shown those characteristics to me. Mm-hmm. Um, she's had to uh, keep her mouth shut from time to time when she's seen some of the things I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, and if she's if she said something, she's always done it in a respectful way. And she's always um, been thinking of others. So it's really helped me to yeah, <clears throat> being different in character in a marriage is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's actually very good mm-hmm. because you learn from one another. Mm-hmm. Um, being diverse is actually a great thing. That's what Birmingham Church is great. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things I love about the, the Birmingham Church is how our diversity, how you know, different countries, different jobs, different everything. Mm-hmm. We are very, we're an odd crew, aren't we? We really are. Oh, yes. Um, but together, <laughs> we learn from one another and we're united, which is, which is really great. Mm-hmm. I need three uh, more people just to do a challenge. Mm-hmm. All right, Revelations 2, 2 to 4, just to uh, do the final bit here. I know your deeds, your hard work, your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not, and have found them false. You have persevered and endured hardship for my name, and not grown weary. Yet I hold this against you, you have forsaken the love you first had at first. Now perseverance is so important for us, all of us. They will persevere. I can promise you by 6pm tonight... One of them would have putted that in there. Okay? So, you know, they've only got another five and a half hours. One of them would get that in there. Um, If you can pick them up later, anyone who's picking them up. All right? 
But perseverance is so important uh, for you in your life. Um, and if you, without perseverance, it, it, you cannot sustain things. You know, whether perseverance is um, in your spiritual walk, making sure that you keep on reading the Bible, praying, and things like that. Perseverance in a workplace situation. Perseverance with people around you. <laughs> There's lots of things we need to persevere in our lives. Um, and they, and they, they have fun. They're, they're <laughs> and perseverance can be fun as well. Um, so just keep persevering. So just quickly then, um, just to round up, because time has got on. Okay, so let's, let's make sure we do persevere as well. And uh, just get the other point quickly there. Let's have humility in our lives. Thank you for your time. We've gone past time, I'm afraid, but uh, thanks a lot. Let's uh, just close out the service soon.